media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, uh, Yehel? I have a question for you before I go into all the title sure. stuff. Do you, <laughs> do you remember uh, Four Loco and Sparks? You remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Four Loco followed me on Twitter uh, one time. <laughs> and uh, after I uh, drunkenly tweeted uh, me and a couple of cans of the, of the Loke, the Loke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Okay. This is, excited. this is all going to lead somewhere. I promise. All right. So I was having a conversation with this guy I went to high school with. Well, I mean, as much as a conversation you can have through Facebook comments and stuff. Um, sure. Sure. Uh, basically he was telling me about the, it all started with him telling me there's this like cake blast Mountain Dew flavor coming out. Uh, you could only order it through their website or something. And it's like 12 bucks for a six pack. And then I was, I don't know, we exchanged some stuff and I was like, well, I'm kind of looking forward to the hard Mountain Dew coming out. Did you know there's a hard Mountain Dew coming out? No, no, I, I did not. Yeah, yeah. It's got alcohol in it and everything. And he was like, well, we're going to have to find our own way to put caffeine in it. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and he then informed me that in the U.S. of A., it is illegal to add caffeine to alcoholic beverages because of the loke now did you verify that that's true because i don't know that sounds like a like you know an urban legend kind of a thing <laughs> no i mean if you can't trust oh, you just took your your friend that you hadn't talked to uh, since <laughs> high school at face value you don't know what this man has been up to the last 20 we'll see, years okay. Maybe this is his kink to his credit Lying about caffeine <laughs> To his credit, he was like the biggest like Mountain Dew insider I ever met. Like he like referred me to this Mountain Dew fan club website where I could order my own cake blast Mountain Dew if I wanted to. Uh -huh. And um, and then and I was like, well, I haven't seen Sparks on the shelf in a long time. And that was its whole thing is that it was a uh, alcoholic like soda basically i remember i drank quite a few back when we were in the band together but uh yes yes i do remember that but basically like if a company in america were to make <laughs> alcoholic uh caffeine beverages today you know what that what that would make them <laughs> what would it make them steve a renegade <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Welcome to Obscurity Now, everyone. Uh, my name is Steve, and this is my co-host, Yehel. And basically, this is the show where we take a look at uh, weird and obscure media. And sometimes we even start off the show weird and obscure-like. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a regular thing or not. We'll see. Uh, I just Is Four Loco obscure, do you think? Well, I mean, I thought that obscure fact that, uh, well, that I have to assume is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, Steve. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, 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 do, I'll take the five seconds to Google search after the uh, podcast. Do it. No, no, do it I, now. Uh, no, okay. Then, uh, we, 
and then we can uh, have the podcast be outdated. Uh, we we, we want to be a provider of misinformation here. Oh, well, hey, part of the problem. Yes, and by the way, nobody get vaccinated. No, no, that's not true at all. No, you should go. <laughs> no, please, for dear God. Yeah, it's uh, highly irresponsible if you don't. I mean, you're basically a um, an enemy of humanity if you don't. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know who? Uh, some people they may consider, and I'm not saying I do, mm-hmm. but some people may consider some of the acting in renegade uh an enemy of humanity oh um, oh yeah a lot I'm not of saying the i do I'm not, I'm not saying that's my opinion but right uh, <laughs> but on the internet people uh have opinions about this show wow hmm. i'm interested to hear others opinions uh i i saw on the imdb which we will get to later that the quote-unquote professional critics hmm, they were uh highly against this show despite its high ratings through its six seasons so uh somebody was doing something right on renegade yeah um and i I it was lorenzo llama's chest (laughs) and abs and that hair like i swear if you if you put your hand into lorenzo llama's hair you might not get it back you might might not want it back you might (laughs) uh just want to leave it there i don't know it looks (laughs) At first, I thought you were trying to imply that Lorenzo Lamas' hair was, like, dirty. But then uh, I realized you were implying that it was so great, such a great head of so hair. So captivating. You might just want to leave it there. Uh, yeah. So shall we discuss the greatness that is uh, the 90s syndicated TV show Renegade? Yes, I am excited about this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to the uh, Obscuratron, if you're watching. And if you're not watching, you're going to be missing out on, well, it's actually, hey, look, there's the other Renegade. Oh, my (laughs) God, that's so funny. The Renegade from WCW. Does he literally have an R painted on him? That's (laughs) pathetic. See, I think this show would have lasted a lot longer had uh, Lorenzo Lamas put an R right on his abs. In fact, I'd say Lorenzo Lorenzo Lamas was probably in better shape than the the Renegade from WCW, at least less roided out, I'd say. Uh, You know, I think that the Renegade from WCW should have just had a, uh, like, Lorenzo Lamas face, like, spray painted or airbrushed onto his own chest. (laughs) That would have helped uh, out a lot. I think that would have been better. (laughs) Absolutely. That would have helped his WCW career. And probably probably still be alive, too. Um, Too soon? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's fine. When are we... Um, (laughs) We have Stika here. Uh, Welcome, Stika. Uh, Yeah, I think... um, are we going to get a dark side of the ring on the Renegade, I wonder? Uh, that'd be a pretty short episode. but uh, Yeah, I think they're trying to get people to watch. Oh, so I'd watch. Fun. I mean, anyone who's attempting to be the ultimate warrior is worth a, worth a watch, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I have like read a bit about him, and he has a somewhat interesting story, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the Renegade that we're here to discuss. No, Steve. no, definitely not. So let's just dive into the... Uh, IMDB here for Renegade. Uh, this pilot episode, which is also titled or entitled, wait for it, Renegade. It aired mm-hmm. September nineteenth, nineteen ninety-two, uh, and the whole season ran from ninety-two to ninety-seven, and is one hundred and ten episodes. Man, that is a lot of flowing hair and abs. Like I bet you can't mm-hmm. count them all. 
Um, and uh, I don't know, in this day and age, it's a rated TV 14, and each episode is about 44 minutes. But before we dive too much, too much deeper, it's yeah, terrible English. Dive deeper into Lorenzo? Yeah. Oh, oh no. Uh, please don't tease me like that. Uh, yeah. What is your history, you hell, with Renegade? I do remember the show uh, coming on in syndication, obviously, in the 90s. Uh, I was not a regular viewer of it, but, you know, it's kind of one of those shows that it comes on and you, you're like watch a minute or two. You just kind of like <laughs> I don't want to say you get sucked in, but you kind of like just end up watching it. Yeah, like I it was yeah, syndicated, as you said. And one of the sort of trivia facts was that it was always going head to head with a Highlander, the series. A show which I could say that I definitely watched more than Renegade. But if the time slot was right and I was positioned just perfectly on the couch and then Renegade happened to come on, <laughs> I, I would watch. I was like, oh, there's motorcycles and guys wearing trench coat and long hair who look like Marvel's Nomad and or Gambit. Uh, why not have a, and he's got an Indian or Native American, however you want to say it. He's, yeah, uh, they, they, they kind of, yeah, it's weird. Like they kind of use both Native American and Indian uh, throughout the episode, like they couldn't decide. Well, it's weird. Like I've heard from people who actually are Native American that they prefer to be called an Indian, uh, but I don't know any right now, so I can't ask anyone. No. Um, yeah, I'm sure it depends by by person. Too, sure, but uh, sure. Uh, I, I, we might want to explain what syndication is. I was just thinking because I mean, people may not even know anymore what it is. Yeah, is it, I don't even know if it's a thing anymore, but, you know, basically a syndicated TV show rather than being on a network like, you know, being on NBC during primetime or whatever, uh, local TV stations would buy uh, the show, they'd buy episodes of the show mm -hmm. and uh, generally they'd have to buy the series, but they would uh, then choose as a local station when to air it what time to air it, how to advertise it, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So same way that uh, Star Trek The Next Generation was actually broadcast. It was originally going to be on a network, but it ended up in syndication. So uh, another thing about syndicated shows is that the idea behind a lot of them is that the they wanted it to be so that the net the station that bought it could air the episodes in any order. Mm, right. uh, so stories from shows that are syndicated tend to just be like kind of one-off stories. Yep. But Renegade is not like that, which is kind of unusual for a syndicated show. It has an ongoing story. Right, and I think that uh, probably has to do with the show's writer slash uh, creator, uh, Stephen J. Cannell, who is a powerhouse of uh, TV creation. He made mm. The A-Team, The Rockford Files, Wise Guy, The Greatest American Hero. Um, I'll get to that one at the end. Uh, 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Silk Stockings, who could forget that one? Wow. And uh, Riptide. And yeah, and the one that I skipped over, and now this is what this show is all about. And it was weird when I was researching this and I read this title, like that show, this show jumped into my mind. Have you ever heard of The 100 Lives of Black Jack Savage? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> it, I just remember it was a random show, and my mom was like, hey, you'll probably like this. And I was like, oh, I'm a kid who watches too much TV. Might as well add another show on there. And it was mm -hmm. about this guy who 
think he was a rich guy or somehow he inherited this like uh, mansion and in there was the ghost of this pirate <laughs> and <laughs> basically in order for him to get uh, to the afterlife um, he helped this the pirate yeah the pirate the pirate okay uh, he and this millionaire basically worked together to track down different pieces of his gold that had wound up into I guess just uh, compromising situations and um oh my god yeah and it only lasted like two three episodes but i don't know that show always sort of stuck in my mind um <laughs> and this it all came back to me when i read it i i can't believe that stephen j cannell um, made that but i mean if you go to his imdb i mean aside from all the shows that i read that had like you know multiple seasons and episodes there's a lot of like you know foul ball shall we say <laughs> a couple mm. of bricks if you want to use a basketball yeah. uh, metaphor um <laughs> it's not like a basketball metaphor from like the 90s too i, I think that might be obscure now. well you know people say brick this is leading up to the uh the, the scotty pippen uh episode uh oh, coming yeah. up next week i guess inadvertently but um by the way uh, so he did get a comment saying so basically a single dude was responsible for 80s television uh I, yeah whatever the guy's name was Stephen yeah J. very Cannell. diverse mm -hmm. very diverse uh group of shows you know too mm -hmm. like thematically for sure. Uh, let me uh, blow through the synopsis here. Yeah, please. We're, we're 17 minutes in and we haven't even started talking about uh, Renegade <laughs> other than Lorenzo Lamas' beautiful, beautiful flowing hair and abs and um, musculature. Right. Okay. <laughs> in the series pilot, Reno reigns as a cop who denounced another cop to defend justice and was subsequently framed by not so good cops. Before he can prove his innocence, a murder attempt on his life leaves his fiancée in a vegetative condition. He becomes Vincent Black, a man on the run for his life, his freedom, and revenge. A renegade cop. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, thank you. And this episode was directed by Ralph Hemmaker. I didn't really click on that. And, I mean, aside from being written by Stephen J. Cannell... And this is like a first, and as far as I know, and only for him, he also stars uh, opposite Lorenzo Lamas, of course, uh, as the villain. Um, he plays Lieutenant Donald Dutch Dicker. Is that his last name? Uh, yeah, he, I think so. Yeah, he's the villain, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, did you want to take uh, some of the top cast here and we'll chat about him? Uh, sure. So uh, obviously, first and foremost, you have Lorenzo Lamas, <laughs> who, uh, you know, he's the main character. Reno Reigns. Lorenzo Lamas has actually done a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but so I just want to highlight some of the ones that, like, I think are kind of more interesting. Uh, he was in Greece with uh, Greece, you know, with Travol John Travolta, which wow. I had no idea. I didn't he know was that in either. Greece. Yeah, he was on Falcon's Crest, which is like uh, I think the show that where he was originally got most of his popularity from. Mm -hmm. But uh, Steve, did you know he was in Lucha Underground? No. What did he... he Lorenzo Lamas was in six episodes of Lucha Underground, which is a, uh, like a wrestling TV show that had a couple seasons. Awesome show. Uh, as, yeah, as Councilman Delgado. Man, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think I remember seeing his name in the credits and being yeah, like, he, oh. he was the uh, he was the councilman wearing a duster uh, jacket. <laughs> the old <time. laughs> 
Oh man, Lorenzo Lamas words it does start throughout uh, a lot of scenes, but uh, yeah, I can see Robert Rodriguez like being all in on Lorenzo Lamas, but uh, but that's but, another story. But most importantly, uh, he was also in something called. I just think the title of this is hilarious. What would Jesus do? The journey continues. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, or <laughs> sounds like something that Kevin Sorbo would also do. Uh, yes, they need to do right. a buddy cop movie together. <laughs> they should. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was laughing at a comment we got from Steve. I would eat those apps for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and pre-pet time snack. <laughs> okay, let me block oh. Stika. Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we need him. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we'll just block his so, comments uh, as long as he just keeps watching. We're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, also as uh, Bobby Six Killer, uh, which is the uh, great last name. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few like really. Names like that, but uh, anyways, mm. he plays the Native American. Wait, did you say Indian his name? Words. Did you say his real name? Uh, Branscombe. Yeah, Brands? I don't know how to pronounce. I know it's Branscombe so weird. Richmond, like that's the whitest name I've ever heard. Yeah, and, and <laughs> apparently, like he's like a legitimate singer, which they referred to him as being a singer in the first episode hmm. uh, when the bad guy comes visit him. Right, he, he makes some allusion to music. Sure, uh, but uh, I know him from uh, Klingon. Uh, in Star Trek Two, the uh, Wrath of Khan, or I'm sorry, Sp Star Trek Three: The Search for Spot. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Like he was in Star Trek. He was a Klingon. All right. Is, do we have any more Star Trek connections, or is no, that no, it? No, no, no. All right, here this it comes. Is, this is sadly the only. Very good. Very good job, buddy. I knew you could do it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, besides that, there's a bunch of people you've never heard of on the show. Uh, I mean, frankly, Branscombe, maybe somebody you've never heard of. Don LaFontaine does the uh, opening narration. He's probably the second best known person. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you'd say he's in the cast. Yeah, he's the but, movie uh, guy voice uh, or yeah. until he passed away. Wow, that, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, usually that does stop your career once you pass away. So <laughs> it certainly uh, did to the WCW renegade. The, <laughs> I didn't say that. Besides that, I didn't see anybody particularly interesting in the cast. Did mm -hmm. you? Uh, I mean, as I said, Stephen J. Cannell as uh, Lieutenant uh, Dutch, the bad guy. Uh, as far as I know, he's never acted in any of his other shows. Um, but yeah, as far as this first episode is concerned. Um, I feel like I had seen his partner in other things. Uh, probably not a Me whole too. lot because his partner was not very good acting wise. And uh, neither was his wife. <laughs> but oh, we know why she cool. was cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, you know, I I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't want to. I was going to say, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much all we. Uh, those are the standouts of the cast, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the wife is it, so the, the I, I don't necessarily want to go by through the show beat by beat. But no, I think we have to talk about the way it opens. Sure. Oh, uh, because there's some very uh, they do some decent attempts and I'd say they're mostly wins in terms of trying to have very noirish like cinematography. Um, because like, all right, you start out with this. Uh, very, I mean, I swear every 90s syndicated TV show had to like start out at, at the beach 
It's like that mm-hmm. opening scene, it could have been Thunder in Paradise. It could have been Baywatch. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. I think maybe the only um, pilot that I, Highlander doesn't start at the beach, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you start at the beach and it's basically the cheesiest like montage of uh two people who are um you know engaged to be married they're like making out in the um in the surf basically but um, before they even start making out like mm-hmm. they start showing slow motion shots of her running in a bikini right. like on the beach him surfing and then they'll fade yeah. from that to him surfing mm-hmm. or him stretching <laughs> or and then back to her like running and then right. oh here he is like uh rubbing his chest or whatever like right uh so they be, they spend what felt like almost a minute on those kind of shots, like yes. just showing us their their bodies, mm-hmm. and then they start making out, like you were saying. Right. And uh, there's one incredibly cheesy shot of him like uh, holding her. What is that like? You know, like you would after you just got married across the threshold. I mean, I didn't do that, but I'm sure someone does. Uh, and you, you, you think that that shot is really cheesy. In fact, most of it was, but it actually comes into play later. But we'll, uh, we'll get to that. And, um, and yeah. It's a, a bit of foreshadowing. Yes, absolutely. Though you don't realize at the beginning, you just, if you're watching it in 2021, you go, God, that's cheesy. Um, but, uh, but they're really trying to hook the viewer in with that, with their hard bodies, <laughs> whether you're a man or a woman or yeah. anything in between. Yeah, the description on Tubi said Mountain Dew hard bodies. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how this show was ahead of its time, Steve. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Um, but um, yeah, there was a. I'm trying to see. I think there were a few more um, sort of trivia stuff that. Well, we can get to that later since we've already started talking about the uh, the plot. And yeah, I mean, it's basically the typical setup for something bad to happen. I mean. If it had been any other movie, it would have been, oh, I've got two more days left to retirement. Oh, I've had a good run. And then he gets shot up in the next scene, uh, more or less. Because he literally is going to retire in seven days. Right, right. Uh, There were a lot of, um, well, I guess that's a little uh, later. There were a lot of really colorful shirts in this this Mm -hmm. show. Um, But but yeah, so we get past the beach scene. Like, basically, I thought it was funny the way it ended. They wanted to let the viewer know that Reno is a cop, and like at, <laughs> <laughs> once they start making out, he uh, very delicately, gingerly grabs his gun and badge, which is just laying there on the picnic uh, tablecloth, and just sort of slides it. You know, it was just out there for everyone to see yeah, as on. the camera like zooms in on it. Right, right, right. Um, and so then, I think from there we're in the um, the conference room. Right with uh, him and his uh, the villain. Right, is that where we? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, they have like on the beach. They talk about how like everything's gonna change for them right. in seven for days. For the better, yeah. <laughs> for the better, and I don't know. The dialogue's terrible, but uh, they, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But then basically, like they're at the police station i guess like mm-hmm. and you know the, the renegades being interviewed by a couple detectives one in particular who's like basically renegade is there to find a bad cop mm-hmm. uh he's on loan from another precinct or something right uh because that way the local cops don't know who he is sure and uh, he figures out who this bad cop is uh detective borel and all i could think of was borel from no oh, Bar. oh yeah <laughs> nice but uh 
unfortunately they did not cast the same guy but no. yeah he, he tells uh dixon that's his name right detective dixon mm-hmm. like hey your your bad cop is burrell and dixon's kind of gives him a little bit of grief about it but says he's gonna you know look into it or whatever right yeah and that uh pretty much is the uh the catalyst that sets in the uh events in motion to create the renegade because dixon is indeed the uh like the dirtiest of all the cops and he hires this uh at first i thought it was booger from revenge of the nerds (laughs) um (laughs) he uh hires booger to basically go and assassinate um well well detective borrell the guy that the renegade is trying to get arrested he's the one that hires uh his name was hog Mm -hmm. um like hog anderson or something like that right was the guy he like lets him out of prison Mm -hmm. by just like walking somewhere unlocking a door there you go but yeah the idea is like hey go kill the renegade uh renegade had put hog in prison Mm -hmm. so hog has some motivation at least to go kill renegade right um and yeah like hog goes to kill renegade uh by the way though before he goes to kill them, like we were at the motel that Renegade and um, his girlfriend or his fiance are mm-hmm. staying at, and they have the most awkward conversation. Oh yeah, like, this girl cannot act to save no. her life, no. which is, is probably why she dies. But, <laughs> oh! Uh, at one point, she says to him, "I mean, granted, this is bad dialogue, uh, but she says to him, sometimes you seem so sad.'" I wish I could cry for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, um, I, I mean, I could give him, give him a pass. It's like sort of high melodrama, high crime melodrama, possibly. And it's the 90s. Like, but yeah, it's a really weird, I mean, these, this isn't made to be reality, clearly. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of weird lines mm-hmm. throughout it. Like at one point when, uh, the renegade uh, catches up to Hog, and he's like wakes you know he wakes him up basically, and he's in a room full of other uh, of his friends. He goes, uh, "Any one of these primates wake up, and I'm gonna spread your arithmetic all over the floor." <laughs> see, see, I like. And that. he's got a gun, so he's like, "I'm gonna shoot you." And I, I, instead of saying "spill your guts," everybody, he's like, "Spill your arithmetic." See, I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit there for trying to make like creative sort of like crime hard case crime like detective novel dialogue uh oh, like when renegade says that uh detective burrow wanted him to get wet yeah or he's got a wet job for him or something like that uh, wet work wet works wet work okay. yeah that's a, Is that a real thing yeah that's a typical yeah that um that means basically like you're doing you know underground like dirty st- you're like you're gonna basically uh, kill someone for someone basically. oh yeah concerned that you knew that <laughs> i mean i've <laughs> you know i've read a detective novel or two um but uh and i've you know i've wet worked here and there i mean <laughs> who oh, among okay. us haven't um uh, yeah but i don't well, know i there... like that uh i like that i mean because if you didn't then i mean what's the alternative just sort of the the typical boring bland like cop dialogue that you'd get from Uh i know csi or something um yeah like yeah i mean it's i guess it's a matter of taste basically yeah Mm -hmm. well um after they have their awful conversation after conversation (laughs) they're rolling around on the floor like tussling and wrestling right right uh kind of kissing and that's when hog breaks in she she, he goes to shoot renegade but his girlfriend kind of sits up and she gets shot, and mm-hmm. the way she gets shot is the way everybody in this show gets shot. 
There's no blood. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> there's no wound. Mm-hmm. She just kind of goes back and, um, you know, then Renegade shoots him mm-hmm. in the stomach, right. I guess. Yeah. He holds the stomach. I couldn't tell you because there's no blood. Right. But uh, the, the most that happens is at one point, Bobby, uh, he gets shot once uh, he's introduced later. Bobby, the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He gets shot, and where a wound or blood would be, there's just like a circle of sweat. Yeah. Like, like the Mortal Kombat Super <laughs> Nintendo blood. <laughs> I mean, I'd say like that's when, like, I guess Renegade kind of starts to, uh, to started to lose me. But that's kind of indicative of, uh, of action TV shows of that time. You know, they had to keep it pretty tame if, it, if they're going to... Yeah put it on whatever yeah. doesn't mean you know like because there was one scene where uh, i mean and this is fast forwarding a bit like i mean especially when more people were getting involved like that motorcycle gang at the end like it just started to get sort of cheesier and cheesier as far as the action mm-hmm. was concerned i remember yeah. the um the motorcycle gang left just one single motorcycle guy and then Lorenzo Lamas just kicked him right off the motorcycle yeah. so he could get the motorcycle. His, his like kick came in off screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just to, to sum up the plot here, um, basically after that, we're introduced to uh, Bobby, who's hired by uh, Dixon um, to get the renegade because he's off of uh, state lines. And I have to say, like, you know, I... I personally think that Bobby is a you know pretty big breath of fresh air for this show because he's very charismatic. Yeah. It's very, very funny. Um, I think they kind of go overboard on all the Indian jokes. Uh, like I get it, they're trying to just show that he's laid back and nothing can really get to him. Like a couple of Indian yeah. jokes. I mean, he, I wasn't. He makes, and he makes the majority of the right. Indian right. Jokes. I mean, Bobby does. I mean, I'm not offended or anything. I was just like, okay, we get it. You know all the jokes, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then later when he started talking about like all the the mysticism and stuff, like, I think that's just that's an idea of how, I guess, a writer thinks that an Indian guy should be. Where in real life, it would just be like, hey, I'm a bounty hunter. I'm going to go get this guy and. Right. Maybe we'll talk I just about. I happen to be Native American. Right. And maybe we'll talk about uh, my heritage over a couple of beers, like, you know, if we become good friends. I, I don't, yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I understand, like, yeah, I think, like, like you said, they went overboard uh, with, like, him talking about, too, like, his Native American history and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, he tells a bunch of stories. He actually reminded me of um, a Star Trek Voyager character named Chakotay, <laughs> who's Native American. <laughs> And Chakotay is constantly like it's a it's a big meme where he's like basically saying my people have a saying and like he'll go on some story that's supposed to be like a Native American saying or story or whatever. He's got a lot Uh of those. And like you said, it's like some like I I don't know, like uh, writers, some writer who doesn't know anything about Native American people, his idea of what Native American people would be. And it just the reason why it reminded me of it is because the guy they had a consultant, a Native American consultant on Mm -hmm. Star Trek. That was supposed to be, you know, making sure the character was authentic. And the guy was actually a fraud. Oh. He didn't know anything. And he was just making stuff up. And pe- <laughs> people didn't find out. And he had consulted on other shows. Oh, wow. And uh, people found out about this, like, years and years later. But anyways, like, I got the same kind of vibe <laughs> from some of these. Uh, my right. tribe does this. Uh, they eat the heart of the end. Like, really? They do? Right. They eat the heart of the <laughs> But, I mean, regardless, though, Bobby was in, or, and still is a great character. And, yeah. and Steve, we, we should point out, though, like, uh, at the motel, like, after Hog... 
gets shot by Renegade, like Hog like takes off and right. Renegade, that's when he picks up uh his fiance to take her to the hospital. Oh, and it's yeah. like he picks her up in the same way like he was holding her at the beach. And then later uh, on when he's like sort of having a a dark night of the soul um, where he's like reflecting on all the events that's been going on. They juxtapose those two scenes right. on top of one another, which I thought yeah. was, you know, again, for nineties TV, like they were trying, they were trying. Yes. Yes, they were. Um, they were, tr it was like, uh, it was like up and then third act comes and then boo. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we do see that detective Burrell shows up to make sure renegade's been killed, mm -hmm. but then renegade's already gone. Burrell turns around, and that's when the real big boss, uh, Detective Dixon or Lieutenant Dixon, right. whatever his name is, he is, is like basically tell he shoots Burrell, yes. you know, because Burrell knows, I guess, about him, and uh, and uh, apparently like he shoots him, and then he handcuffs him, right? Yeah. To uh, the, they don't show this, but the news reports that mm -hmm. Burrell was found handcuffed. And shot in the back of the head. So I guess he shoots him two more times in the back of the head. Right. While handcuffed or whatever. Pretty brutal. And he, yeah. And he, you did it with one of the guns, I guess, that the police had assigned to Renegade. Right. And that's how he's framed. Yes. So sorry. Then the next thing, like you said, we meet Bobby. Right. Bobby and his, like, uh, Caucasian sister. Um, basically to, yeah, Bobby's hired to go after Renegade. He does. Um, there's an altercation with the uh, uh, motorcycle gang uh, because they they get a hold of Booger and they're taking him in. I can't remember what Booger's real name Hog. was. Hog, right? It's how can yeah, I not yeah. know Hog, that? Hog is friends. This motorcycle gang are his friends. Right. So they're bringing him back in this motorhome. Motorcycle gang shows up, and this Wait, was. A a see, see, I think we should specify. Bobby is now chasing the renegade across the country right. in like an RV basically. Right. And he finds them and he's got both hog and the renegade, mm -hmm. uh, in his RV. And this is like after like renegade already caught up to hog Hudson and basically captured him. Yeah. He got him. He basically got them both. And, um, yeah. so motorcycle gang shows up, um, and they basically overwhelm Bobby and his sister renegade. Like I said, he, uh, jump kicks or high kicks a guy off of a bike and speeds away. And this is good because 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 Renegade had already gotten away from Bobby at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And he has a, a chance here to um, to leave. And uh, he chooses, uh, you know, the hero's path to go back and save Bobby. They uh, and there's a lot of really cheesy action here, as Yehel said. Yeah. A lot of people getting shot, but there's no blood, of course, uh, and a lot of people shooting at stuff, completely missing, and there's no, yeah, the bullet doesn't go anywhere, uh, which is all like, yeah, they, you know, they had to shoot stuff fast and probably didn't have a huge budget, so uh, just typical sort of TV shootout, um, not yeah. like how yeah. things were. Uh, 20 years ago <laughs> or when you were wet working. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> sure. Not when I was wet working. Um, but, that um, so weird. Yeah, I know. Right. But long story short, <laughs> they, they overcome the motorcycle gang and, um, Renegade, do they, do they, t I remember. All right. So what's his name? Uh, Bobby asks Renegade to like team up with him. He's like, you can't like turn in these bounties because that, that's way at the end that's way at the yeah, end. yeah yeah i'm just trying to jump to the end uh, i mean is there anything oh. <laughs> important um i don't 
think so, right? Because uh, I guess there's a couple things that they established that, like, the sister of Bobby, I can't remember her name, but she's, like, a computer genius and, like, right. can hack into whatever. So she's, like, that trope character. Yeah, and there's also a time where they have to go rescue her from the motorcycle gang, you know, right. uh, typical and Bobby damsel. Bobby uh, renegade team up to do that. Yes, yes, they do. And, you know, so basically they realize that they're a good team, but then when they get to the end... And uh, Bobby is like, hey, you can't turn in these bounties because you'll give yourself away. Like, um, you know, I could help you with that and I could just take, you know, 15%. And I was really hoping for like a predator handshake at the end, but they didn't do it. Um, but they did have a great shot of um, Lorenzo Lamas driving off into the sunset. Uh, so <laughs> he doesn't like he doesn't say yes per se, but I mean, obviously, we know that's that's no, how it's going to go. No, they agree to the deal. Do they, they agree to the deal? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, they do. Uh, I watched it uh, a couple hours before this. Um, okay, so it's very fresh in my sure, mind. Sure. Fresh like. I mean, Lorenzo I just watched Lamas's... it last night, but oh wait, continue. Fresh like Florence uh, no, 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 What? It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I've said too much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there are a couple things that we didn't touch on. Uh, just very quickly, his girlfriend that got shot. She doesn't. She's not dead. She's at the hospital. Right. Vegetative she's state. On, but, but she's on life support. She she has like nothing, no brain activity. So mm -hmm. she's basically being kept alive by life support. Uh, and that's when Renegade's like partner slash friend tells him, mm -hmm. hey, you're being framed for murder. The man in the yellow of, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The yellow shirt. That's when Renegade kind of goes on the run. But at the end, when he's talking to Bobby, basically, because Renegade helped Bobby because uh, they round up the entire gang and because I guess they all have warrants right. and they turn them into the police. And so Bobby collects the bounties mm -hmm. and he tells them, he tells Renegade, hey, you're, here's your share, 5,000 bucks, you know, minus damages to whatever. So and that's when they talk about like working together because right. like, Renegade's like, I'm going to start going after his bounties beginning with this one because he's got some bounty or whatever mm -hmm. in his hand. And that's when Bobby says, hey, you can't, like, turn these people into the police. You'll get arrested, you idiot. Right. Uh, and, and Bobby's basically like, you catch them. I'll turn them in mm -hmm. and take 10, 15 percent off. I don't remember what it was. Right. Uh, but and the only other thing we missed, Steve, is uh, when Renegade initially goes on the run. Mm -hmm. And he's going across the country trying to track down Hog, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they do a montage oh. of him. And a lot of slow motion shots in this montage of Renegade and a gallon jug of water dumping it on himself. Right. Well, shirtless. that's in the uh, that's in the opening too of him just yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. on yeah, an the old opening, yeah. sitting on an old car with his shirt open. Yeah, pouring water on himself. Like yeah, and actually that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it, it, it's it. Yeah, yeah. And that was a the weird thing about that because that the opening played with the narration. Um, before you even like before the premise was even established. So it kind of gave it away. Like, uh, you know, but, yeah. but I don't know, I guess they just didn't. But, uh, but I mean, th th yeah, like you said, like the narrator tells you anyway, exactly what's going to happen. And right. I, I'm sure like there were the commercials, you know, promoting the show, like kind of sure. let you yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. That, that is renegade. But, uh, I, 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 I was curious but not curious enough to watch the series if whether or not the the fiance way ever wakes up um <laughs> and just how it ends does he ever like does he does he ever get cleared yeah so i actually steve looked it up oh okay 
So this will be pretty quick. Spoiler in, uh, alert, episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in episode 12 of the first season, uh, his fiance is magically declared dead, Steve. Oh. Uh, she's... <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. So, yeah, because part of the because re- basically Renegade wants to collect these bounties mm-hmm. to send money to the hospital to pay for keeping her on life support. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, she she dies, dies. They declare her dead in wow. episode 12. Uh, and Along Renegade with her career. On. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming like Bobby's sister becomes his love interest for the rest of the show. Right. Because she is obviously interested in him throughout the show. You mean, isn't that his, that's his wife in real life from what I understand. I think the blonde lady. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bobby's sister is Renegade's real wife. Is that the her the blonde lady is. Let's see her real name. is Kathleen Kinnaman, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it says uh, leading actor Lorenzo Lamas negotiated the creation of a role for his wife, Kathleen Kinnaman. He reportedly feared that a long separation from his wife would hurt his marriage. And so he wanted her involvement in the series making. Their marriage deteriorated anyway, and they divorced each other in 1993. So wait, wow, this show started in 92, and it didn't end until 97, so they just kept working (laughs) together? Because she's in 87 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, hey, they're pros, you know. That's fun. Let that be said about (laughs) Lorenzo Lamas. He's a pro. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so what did you think uh about renegade i um really enjoyed it from the beginning Uh, as i said i i enjoyed the colorful dialogue um like i like uh crime fiction and you know a lot of the time these i don't know cops and streets people in these kinds of uh (laughs) fiction you know they have their own sort of like lingo and talk like you know whether it be from the cops to the fbi people to again like the gangs and stuff so Mm -hmm. the fact that they you know were making this uh you know create creative or flowery dialogue and and trying like i i thought it was pretty cool um and again they did uh they they tried to have some like uh decent uh cinematography or at least uh editing like there was yeah. uh when they were in the police area uh having like their chat i remember there was um you know they did the venetian blinds against the wall and stuff which is a uh kind of a archetype of of like noir yeah. cinema and noir. stuff yeah. so yeah they were really trying they were trying to make it i guess is gritty and still as accessible as they could back in 1992. Yeah, um, I will say the show like definitely, it's it's a weird because you're right. Like they're trying to like uh, be a little artistic mm-hmm. and at least like have it be a little cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to like do some original stuff or at least interesting stuff. But at the same time, they're also like, by the way, here's some eye candy. Here's uh, right. They're like, they're, they're, you know, they. We have but to. Both sh- I was just gonna say they have to compete with Baywatch. So look, here's a girl in a bathing suit. Here's a dude putting water on his, you know, abs. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though. They do a pretty good job of like spreading it around. I guess mm-hmm. you could say. You know, they're not just like showing. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's a couple times that like women end up in their bra in this right. uh, show mm-hmm. in this episode. But by the same token, Lorenzo Lamas is like shirtless plenty as well. Sure, there's uh, something for everyone here. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, kudos to them, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess that's what you had to do uh, back then. I mean, if you're at bored on a Saturday afternoon and like Renegade comes on, like, and oh, look at that, a, a woman in a bathing suit. I think I'll sit here for the next 44 <laughs> minutes. This looks like a show for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like, yeah, he's definitely the, uh, sort of hero anti-hero of the 90s as you said he's always wearing dusters and trench coats and stuff and but but he's he's a badass with a heart of gold yeah uh, he's got the long hair he looks exactly like you know nomad or gambit as i said or any number of rob liefeld creations just without uh shoulder pads and i think doesn't bobby even pretty much say that he has a heart of gold or like uh uh, yeah there was that you're like very strong but right it's too soft or something something like that yeah they um yeah the you know again it's it's not too deep or too dramatic like one uh when uh reno's uh, fiance you know gets shot and put into a vegetative state it's like you know he was upset but not as upset as he he? should have been um but at the same time he tried i think to cry at the hospital Mm -hmm. but he couldn't see i i don't think that's uh a slide on lorenzo lamas i think they didn't want to go like to the point where people were uncomfortable that they were just trying to keep it light um yeah they're they're trying to this is like one of those light deaths yeah (laughs) (laughs) again not dead vegetative states uh but um but yeah like so so yeah the the first and second acts i was really on board plus the the premise is great um and uh, it's actually the same premise to the A team, <laughs> if you think about it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I was really on board for that. And then when Bobby showed up, I mean, he was great. But then, as I said before, like the action was a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's to be expected from like 90s TV. Um, so, I mean, overall, I mean, they have a great villain. I mean, I really hated um, Dixon. I mean, he just has the ability to kill a good prick yeah he has the ability to kill anyone at any time i mean nowadays like if you watch falcon and winter soldier like they go with sympathetic villains who when they finally get defeated you just feel nothing like i mean i would love to find the episode when dixon finally you know gets killed if there is one. Oh um, well i should i didn't mention how the series ends mm. so <clears throat> they filmed a, a, a like a real series finale to wrap everything up but Mm -hmm. they didn't air it um and i'll get to why they didn't air it so like if you only so if you watched the the series when it aired uh you the final episode you would have seen where basically uh dixon has been found out Mm -hmm. um and he ends up going on the run having to be on the run and basically like lorenzo llamas and uh somebody that he's working with and maybe it was Bobby or something. They basically have the option of like turning him in or letting him go on the run so he can see what it feels like, mm. uh, to be a fugitive. Nice. So they let him, uh, Wait. be a fugitive basically okay. <laughs> to stress him out for a little while, I guess. <laughs> so they can get because more episodes. Series, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, like in the series, Dixon ends up becoming a U.S. Marshal and now can chase renegade across state lines throughout Ooh, the series. Clever so boy. Dixon gets, 
So Dixon gets actually more and more powerful mm. as the series goes on. Mm. And then like he ends up killing his wife because his wife, a few episodes before the finale, is ready to like turn him in. So he kills her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like their son goes to prison for something. And there's a reason why I'm bringing up the son. But uh, anyways, one thing that they don't wrap up in that finale uh, that, that aired or the last episode that aired is whether or not uh renegade was ever exonerated mm. uh so you don't know because he's still like fugitive well in the episode that didn't air that they did film for the real finale basically they end up getting his uh dixon's son to turn on dixon to wear a wire oh. and while talking to his dad after he's visited by like his mom's ghosts <laughs> what there's a ghost that's what I read that there was and it might actually be in the episode that aired might be the apparition is what mm-hmm. they called it that appears of his mom. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, his son decides to like wear a wire. Dixon confesses or talks about, you know, all the murders he's done and spe- specifically how he framed Renegade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dixon goes to trial, goes for murder and yay, Renegade's exonerated. So that's but the real, real finale. The reason they didn't air it is because, as I was saying it earlier, this is a syndicated show, and they felt that if uh, I, don't, I don't know who they is, I don't know if it's the local TV stations or maybe the production company or whatever, but mm. somebody felt that if there was an actual finale, finale, that then stations wouldn't be able to continue just airing it oh, ad nauseum. Oh wow! Hmm. I guess that kind of makes so, sense. That's why it went the way it went, but yeah. Is it, uh, I mean, is it on Tubi to watch? It doesn't seem like it because it seems like the 110th episode is the last one that aired. And that was the, um, you know, what's on Tubi. And this series, by the way, if you, I mean, Tubi's free, so anybody can watch it there. But it's also looks to be on Pluto mm-hmm. and Peacock as well. Uh-huh. So I didn't check those services. Uh, and maybe the DVDs, maybe it's on the DVDs. I don't know. Hmm. Um, we'll have to track that down. That's that's really interesting. Hmm. The TV yeah. station's greed kept Renegade from getting exonerated. Wow, really makes you think, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I I liked the the show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I give my thoughts, did you remember anything about the show other than it existing? Uh, I just remember the motorcycles and I remember, um, Bobby, I was just like, I remember that, you know, it was Lorenzo Lamas on motorcycles with, uh, you know, his Indian sidekick who was pretty funny. And when I uh, was telling one of the other dads at the park that we were going to be talking about this, he's like, renegade. Oh yeah. I just remember a guy on a bike with like fire behind him or something. It's like, it's not fire. Yeah, it's just like the, a the renegade logo with, with that weird Eagle thing, uh, behind it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the most I remember is Lorenzo Lamas, like solving crimes on a motorcycle with his Indian sidekick. I didn't remember all the, the flesh that they had (laughs) maybe that got toned down later on but um but yeah that's what that's the most that i remember yeah and we should point out that the rest of the series is basically him not only trying to clear his own name but Mm -hmm. also like solving kind of help catching these bounties you know for these criminals and helping other people along the way too so even even so even though the series is serialized and there is an ongoing story arc Mm -hmm. you can still kind of watch it sure uh out of order and be okay uh it almost feels like a quantum leap 
where exactly how I was yeah. going to describe it. And uh, that was one that didn't have like a, uh, a happy ending either. <laughs> yeah. Although they didn't even film one, although they keep talking about having some sort of TV movie or something, but maybe we'll have to do quantum leap someday. Um, uh, hey, I'm down, but, uh, but uh, that, that, Real, real easy to get some Star Trek references with Quantum Leap, so oh, I uh, bet. I'm down. But uh, uh, anyways, a few. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I did like it too. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked a lot of the things that you liked. I thought some of the dialogue, I liked it, but not because it was inventive or mm -hmm. whatever. I like because it, it was horrible. I thought it was like <laughs> funny how bad some of it. And sure, weird. sure. Like I'm gonna spill your arithmetic, like. It's memorable. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> See, that's that's what I like. That's what I like. I'm gonna start using that in real life. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, I wouldn't like. I don't know that I'd sit there and like be like, I'm gonna watch the series. Right. But uh, here's what I think, uh, at least for the continuation of Renegade, and I do think it should be continued on in one form or another. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but I feel like they missed their chance. Like they should have remade or continued Renegade like 10 years ago when mm -hmm. peak TV was going on, like when Sons of Anarchy was big because, uh, you know, basically Stephen J. Cannell should have been like, wow, people are digging this, you know, motorcycle noir show. I should bring back Renegade and make it like, you know, gritty and realistic maybe not as gritty as sons of anarchy because that whew, that got really dark and at times but yeah like that uh that would have been a great you know time for them to try and plus you had all the other crime shows going on like dexter and breaking bad and stuff like but today in 2021 um unfortunately i don't really think there's a place for renegade at the time um i don't know maybe on some like desperate streaming service like amazon prime come on bring back renegade why not <laughs> um but there's a few i have a few things that i just wanted to mention that i thought that were sure. either funny or um like when uh i guess he and bobby I, I think it's when i don't know if it's when they were just got friends or if he just um captured him but it looks like uh, Reno is eating a salad <laughs> for some reason. It's like Bobby made him a salad. I don't know. For some reason, that just yeah. makes me laugh. Um, I thought that was funny, too. And we already mentioned him, uh, Renegade, drinking water on an old car with his shirt open. Um, and uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, there's another scene of him looking out a, uh, a rain-soaked window, um, Reno. And I just... I mean, that might be a little cheesy, but at the same time, very noir that I thought helped, you know, it showed his like emotional trauma, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like in the negatives, yeah, there were a lot of, I just don't remember, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, I just don't remember all the colorful, colorful shirts in the 90s. Uh, there's like, uh, I know Reno wears like a purple shirt during his interrogation uh, scene at the very beginning. It's like, what yeah. action hero has ever worn like a purple button-up shirt or cop has ever worn a purple button-up shirt uh, in their life? But hey, he still pulls it off. <laughs> you know, I almost wonder if like they went with like kind of a colorful wardrobe for some of them because a lot of the show is like just like brown, like they're, right. they're in the desert a lot of mm -hmm. the time and mm -hmm. sandy. So I wonder if it was to have a little bit of contrast. That's, ooh, look at you. Yeah. Also, I felt like... Um, Bobby's uh, sister was just a little too trusting of Reno. Like immediately she was just like, 
I know you didn't kill your wife and <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. have to earn it or anything, but I know they have to get things moving along because they only have so right. much. Uh, at, at least she kind of tries to explain. I mean, the explanation she gives is kind of flimsy where she's like, hey, um, if you were I know you're not a killer because if you were a killer, you would have killed Hog. Right. That right. Gone after Hog to kill him and said you took your wife to the hospital. But uh, or fiance to the hospital. But by the same token, she doesn't really know that she's going off what the story, the version of the story he told her. Sure, so. sure, sure. Mm. And then like, well, yeah. And then one of those uh, cliches that I really hated again, it probably flew back in the early 90s but the old uh oh i have to go to the bathroom uh when reno was yeah. like i was like oh god how many times have we seen that one um how did well, reno when he's in the rv with hog and they're tied up reno kicks hog in the face in a way that is not anatomically possible <laughs> so they're basically i'll try to give a visual they're basically sitting next to each other mm -hmm. like shoulder to shoulder you know side by side and Reno's leg comes across the nose of um, Reno, by the way, is a renegade. I know we've mostly called him renegade, but renegade's right. leg comes across the nose of hog who's right next to him. And that's just not possible. Like, think about the way your leg, <laughs> your leg would have to be completely 90 degree perpendicular <laughs> to your hip. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, that goes back to the very hastily choreographed uh, action. It's like the action was definitely secondary. And I feel like like only now do we get like proper cinematic action in shows, but but then they don't have like the the script or the writing to back it up. So, we just can't have it all, you hell. We just can't have it all. I guess, uh, I guess not. By the way, did you know that uh, Branscombe Richmond was in uh, They Live? No. Uh, just as a stunt person. Oh, but, uh, wow. Anyways, I, remember, I do remember seeing that. I know that you're a big fan of that movie. Oh, so. yeah. That's an awesome movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me run the, uh, the bumpers here, and we'll give our final thoughts. Sound good? Sounds good. Remembered or obliterated? question all right um here you you start first this time usually i go first sure uh yeah i you know i like the show but i mean is it something that i think people should like go out of their way to watch mm -hmm. uh, i don't know um i it's actually pretty good mm. is, the, is the problem yep. with it that's the problem with it. <laughs> you want it it's to be good. Yeah, like there's a there's a picture here in our slideshow and it's a shirt that I guess was actually for sale at one point and it says, Yeah, I watch Renegade, so what? Um so I imagine maybe in the nineties Renegade, much like Baywatch, was seen as some kind of a guilty pleasure. And it's yeah. really not as cheesy as as Baywatch or any of those shows. Um, no, and it's got an interesting like story idea. Yeah, it's you know, got to a carry great series it's, through. It's got a great premise. Like I'll stand by my statement in that I think a, a gritty renegade reboot is like needed. So in order for people to take it like seriously, um, so you know, someone gets punched or shot, there's actual blood, but Unfortunately, at this point in TV history, uh, those kind of shows really aren't being made that much. Yeah. 
and and the problem is that like the show because it is pretty good you're not gonna like sit there getting any chuckles from it right so what ends up happening is the show is pretty dated very 90s mm-hmm. the action is not great mm. um you know and that kind of stuff just is so subpar right you know, some of the other production stuff mm-hmm. is pretty subpar that i don't think it's like necessarily something that would make for a super great overall watch mm-hmm. if unless you have nostalgia for it so right. i would say it's a no for me Ooh. even though i liked it wow you zigged when i thought you were gonna zag um <laughs> Like, I don't think Renegades should be, like, forgotten yet. I think that it deserves another chance to shine. I think there's um, there's still gold to be mined in, uh, in Stephen J. Cannell's uh, idea. Um, it's just now is not the time, but at some point in the future, hopefully someone will dust yeah. off Renegade. You'll let him know. You'll let him know when it's time. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> Just in the effort of doing a stalemate, I'm going to say uh, can keep Renegade alive. Uh, All right. And unfortunately, I, respect that. I don't have a uh, bumper for stalemate yet. But I'm worried. Oh, there's the picture <laughs> of him on the old car. There's so much yeah, beefcake and cheese. Down water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were really. Stay hydrated, Steve. You've it's got to. You've got to. Um, so I don't know. I, I and by the way, I I see where you're coming from with your mm-hmm. vote, and I almost went that way too. Uh, and you know, I, I I don't know. I may I maybe if I watched a couple more episodes, I could be swayed. Right. Uh, I think a lot of it would depend too on how they handle the ongoing plot. Right. Um, right. But they must have done reasonably well, right? Because I mean, they ended up having really good ratings it's Mm -hmm. not uh it's not common for a syndicated show to last uh you know five seasons yeah Um, it's hard it would definitely an overall watch would have would be good because you never know like when they start you know leaning into the cheese like hercules did (laughs) because when hercules started out it was was semi-serious i'd say hercules legendary journey that is uh Mm -hmm. and then as you said last episode it just turned into a total like camp fest uh but i don't think renegade went that way Uh, unless like every other scene was like a girl in a bikini and then like uh, Lorenzo Lama's pouring water on himself. Like he shows up at a black tie event. And he's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, well, that is gonna do it for our discussion of Renegade. Um, here, let's go back to this one. Boda boom. All right. Uh, is there uh, anything else we need to talk about before we call it for today? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Certainly not about the Renegade. Um, should we uh, touch on what we'll be covering next week? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to be talking about um, what's it called? Like Slam Time with Scotty Pippen. Uh, Scotty Pippen Slam City, I believe, is uh, the official. It's our name. first uh, video game chat uh, that you Slam held. City with Scotty Pippen. Excuse there me. There you go. Yep. I mean, what's going to sell more video games than the Chicago Bulls number two? (laughs) (laughs) And full motion video. Oh, Uh, I watched uh, like that, that video that you sent me, though. It looks hilarious. I need to find some, um, you know, some playthrough stuff to, to delve deeper in. But yeah, yeah. Make sure you join us 
next Sunday, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel or on Twitch, then you'll automatically be notified. I mean, I'm sure you know how this stuff works this time. Uh, but but uh, anything else, Yael? No. Uh, thank you uh, so much, everyone, for joining us. And... Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. All right, we're going to go put on our black um, tank tops and ride our motorcycles out into the sun. Yep. Goodbye, everyone. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.